Hello and welcome to the Healthy Hustlers Podcast. We're your happy hosts, Amy and Madeline, best friends who work hard and hustle harder. We believe to be happy and healthy in your work, you need to be happy and healthy in your life. We combine health, well-being and business with a fresh perspective to share the stories of normal people with inspiring lives. From leading entrepreneurs to athletes, models and artists, Together, we delve deep into their journey to success to find out why health and well-being is at the core of their philosophy. Whether you're looking for advice and guidance for leading your best life, an engaging, easy-to-digest pep talk, or a boost of healthy enthusiasm to fuel your health and wellness goals, the Healthy Hustlers Podcast is your go-to for kicking ass in work and play. Looking for some fitness inspo during these winter months? Well, you're about to get it by the truckload. Today, we're chatting to the energetic and super bubbly Libby and Cass, also known as Buff Girls. Founded by Libby, Buff Girls is a positive community that encompasses beautiful connections, unstoppable bodies, and fearless mindsets. Libby and Cass are an absolute breath of fresh air, and this fitness duo are the definition of Fitzbo. Both fun, driven, and ridiculously fit, their smiles are contagious and their energy is electric. Nestled in beautiful North Bondi, they welcomed us into their headquarters, where we chatted to these happy souls about building a loyal community, how to stay true to your values, and why they take a holistic approach to health and well-being. Hi, Libby and Cass. Welcome to the Healthy Hustlers podcast. Thank you so much for joining us. Let's kick off by hearing about your happy place. Where do you guys go to unwind and reconnect? Ooh, are we talking about like holiday locations or just like at home? Wherever you want it to be. Wherever you take time to just totally switch off from the world, be a little bit disconnected and reconnect to yourself. Well, you know what my actual my favourite thing is at the moment is float tanks. I'm obsessed. I need like only a certain kind of float tank though. I like really big giant white ones that kind of look like a UFO. Those are my fave. And that's that is when I get to the point where my mind is just winding up, I go and hang in there for like an hour and I come out and I don't know what happens, but it's almost like your entire it's not even like you meditate because you're, you're thinking a little bit in there, but it's like your whole mind and being is in a different place when you come out. It's so good. I love it. Awesome. I love that. Yeah. yeah I, do, I haven't tried one yet, but um, Amy's tried them. I always come out with really great ideas when yes. I have a float tank. It's like my mind can catch up and I can really evaluate my life and I come out and go, oh my God, Maddie, let's open a wellness festival or something. <laughs> yeah. that's, and we're not just going to do it in Geelong. We'll do it in Melbourne, Sydney, Brisbane, like, yeah, crazy ideas. But It's true. It's so funny. Like, you know, with fitness, you need somewhere to go. Do you know what I mean? Like you need to go to a group fitness class or go to your gym. You need a zone that you go to. And we don't even have that for like meditation or, or mindset work and a float tank is that it's like I'm going it's like going to a PT session but for your mind and then you come out exactly thinking totally differently it's amazing so yeah it's yeah. cool I'm still here to try one I've got a few but one of them has been my go-to for years and years which is I'll go and get a manicure pedicure oh, yeah, oh yeah so I get to yeah just sit there and just chill I don't need to talk to anyone because yeah. I just go to a, a local place on Bondi Road. Um, so I sit there, I'm in my own world, I'm getting pampered and it's just amazing. I walk out feeling fresh and 
rejuvenated. But another one is definitely in the kitchen with a glass of wine. That's um, kind of my go-to happy place at the moment. And it is with my partner, so it's not on my own. So that's <laughs> <laughs> But it's still a place that makes me um, smile and it just gets me out of work mode and into kind of my own world. Yeah, awesome. I can actually relate to both of those. Yeah. So I just, yeah, love cooking and having a glass of wine. So, um, yeah. So you've both had quite different journeys, now work together for a common purpose, inspiring thousands of women through Buff Girls. Libby, you're the founder of Buff Girls, and more recently you've been the head trainer on The Biggest Loser. And Cass, you're the head trainer here at Buff Girls now. Can you both take it right back and give us a little sneak peek into your childhood and tell us what it was like growing up as little Libby and little Cass? Well, it's actually funny, you know, because um, when I was really young, I was totally the opposite of the sporty kid. I was this really shy kind of uh, kid that kind of, it was funny, you know, we used to go to the playground and mum would always be like, baby, don't just stand at the top of the side and wait for everyone to take 20 turns, like, just go. <laughs> like, I want to have a turn. <laughs> anyway, and, um, and I really wasn't sporty, nothing like that, but um, I remember throughout my primary school days, I, I did actually get bullied quite a lot, just, you know, easy pickings. And I got towards the end of primary school, I remember coming home one day and saying to mum and dad, like, having a cry and being like, I'm just sick of being picked on and, you know, blah, blah, blah. And, and my parents are really, you know, they don't they don't give a lot of sympathy, they're just like very, okay, well, what are you going to do about it? <laughs> so mum was kind of like, well, what are you going to do? And dad kind of went, well, let's become the sporty kid, you know, come on, let's do it. You should do, you know, no one picks on the sporty kid. And I remember we were going into the holidays and after that particular holidays, we were coming back and a couple of weeks in was the sports carnival. And so we spent this entire holiday period with him training me like a little pro athlete. He'd pull me out of bed and you know, come on, and we'd go for runs and he taught me how to play touch footy and how to high jump and long jump and we just mucked around all day every day in these holidays and it was still one of the, the best times in my life and then mum was like okay you need some other skills and she like got in there with the swimming and it was so funny because we came back and out of nowhere I remember coming back and I just entered everything in the sports carnival just to practice what I'd learned and I, I won most of it which was just to me I was so shocked and I took home the trophy and it was a really funny moment where from that point onwards you know, I was in the relay team, I was in the footy team, I was in the sprint team, and, and I had these little communities around me of people and friends that we had these common goals we were working towards, and that was probably the first time that I, I think I got into fitness, you know, I, I always talk about that as becoming the sporty kid story, but it really did change my life, like going into high school, I was just this completely different human that knew how to find a community by just joining a team, or, or you know, putting my hand up for something and being comfortable that my body could take me there. So that was probably my first little little story. It's a pretty cool story. Yeah. 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 as a kid. So I was born in Newcastle, we moved down to country or Ruadonga, to Melbourne, up to Brisbane. So I was around, like, so I was constantly meeting new groups of friends and people and, you know, part of different communities. So I, um, I kind of went through every stage you possibly could. I was a skater girl. I was oh, yeah. I was, uh, what else did I, I was a goth. I wore black lips. Oh, um, yes. I, I rode. Like, I, I dabbled in everything. Like, you have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> you talk to my parents. They would give you lots of stories. But in terms of sport and being active, I, I did a few things. I was only ever average at everything. You know, I rode. I played netball. I participated in, in, <laughs> in sporting. 
Uh, but I didn't really get into the whole health and fitness thing until after I left school. Like I didn't really get really passionate about it. And that was because my mum dragged me to the gym and she dragged me to a Pilates class and she'd take me along to water aerobics and <laughs> got me into feeling feeling what it feels like, you know, after. Like that was amazing. Yeah. So good to work out and it's not, you know, part of sport, but it's actually something I want to do every day. So I was about to say that I think it's really beautiful that, you know, your dad took that time to really invest into you and to help you to, you know, find the sporty kid within you. And then your mom showed you, you know, let's go to the gym and let's show you how to move your body. That gives me something to aspire to with my daughter, Lily. Yeah. That's exactly right. At the moment, my daughter does gymnastics on a Tuesday and I'm really trying to get her to explore other avenues. And right now she's like, no, mom, I, you know, I'm happy with gymnastics. I don't want to do anything else. But um, Maddie and I were just talking about it the other day. And I think I really do need to try and push her just to at least explore other avenues. It's really important to find that yeah, community, but also just other ways to move your body. I feel like if you don't instill that you know, as a, as a young girl, she'll easily go through high school and then out of high school without, yeah, having those skills. And Well, this is a funny thing. I don't know about you, Cass, but, like, for me, the reason that was so important is that you don't, like, as a kid, you just don't, you, I don't know, if you, you just don't want to necessarily do things by yourself. Like, you have this little thing of wanting to fit in or whatever. And so it was really special for me to have my dad and my mum and your mum, I guess, as well, like, going with you and it becoming a thing you do together because then you get more confident in it. So it was actually a, a lovely way to find the joy in it. Yeah, that's really nice. Maddie actually gave me that suggestion just, I think it was yesterday, and said, yeah, you know, you need to find something that you're doing with Lily to inspire her and then, you know, she'll obviously, hopefully, find the love for yeah. it. Yeah, that's really that's cool. Good. Okay, so today Buff Girls empowers so many women to move their bodies, step out of their comfort zones and live their best life. Libby, can you talk us through the motivation for starting Buff Girls? Yeah, well, it's funny because after I had this, you know, sporty kid experience as a, as a young tuck, um, basically as I was coming up, uh, becoming older, as happens to all of us, I think, like, you go through school and that's great, and then you hit uni, and it's a totally different experience, you know, suddenly you're alone in the world, and you're studying by yourself, and you're drinking a lot more, probably, um, and you're going to work, and you're just hustling, working as hard as you can to get ahead, and somewhere along the way there, um, I lost that, I wasn't working out and I wasn't you know I wasn't really doing that kind of stuff and I even if I did get the odd workout in I I wasn't really I thought I was even healthy but you know what it's like when you're in your early 20s and you think it's healthy to have like a muffin <laughs> not realizing it's just cake <laughs> like five copies is fine you don't really realize what that means with 300 mils of milk every time and what actually happened was long story short when I was in my early 20s I um I was traveling in the UK I caught a, a virus, or, you know, I thought it was a virus, uh, but at the, it might have just been a cold that led on to something else, but end, end of the line is I ended up having, um, every single day, I started getting these strange symptoms, so major migraines um, that were really debilitating, and heat waves and, in my body, like, you know, and, and, and shaking, and um, nausea every single day, and I was having these most bizarre symptoms, and I ended up having to come home that holiday, because uh, it just went on and on and I was looking sicker and sicker. I remember I came home and my parents were like, oh my goodness, what is wrong with you? I went to the doctor and strangely enough, they never took my blood pressure. It turns out that what I actually had was crazily high hypertension, which is really elevated blood pressure. Um, I didn't find this out until I went to donate blood. I went to donate blood one day and, um, uh, you know, uh, I hadn't been in ages. 
I went in, she took my blood pressure as they do before they take your blood and kind of went, oh, this machine must be broken, love, let's go into the next room and went into the next room and took it again and then kind of went, okay, don't freak out, uh, I need to call an ambulance. I was like, don't freak out, what, what are you talking about? How am I going to freak out? Um, but turns out at the time my blood pressure was 250 on 150, which is like, Normal is 120 on 70, and danger zone is anything above 140 on 90, and mine was 250 on 150. So this was stroke territory. And I kind of went, you know what? Don't call an ambulance. I'll take myself to hospital. This has been going on for almost a year by that point. And I just, being young and invincible, invincible, <laughs> in inverted bracket and commas, you know, I just hadn't gone further than I went to the doctor. She didn't take my blood pressure. She just said, oh, I think you've got a flu love, you know, rest. And it had just gone on and on. So... I ended up that that was a, it was seriously um, chronic hypertension and they put me through all sorts of rigorous testing. I was on, had to check me in the hospital constantly to show them that I had had a stroke, that I was taking my medication. I had to have hugely elevated kinds of medication. Uh, it just came out of the blue. Um, as it happens, that's what led me to health and fitness because I had to stop exercising altogether so I could get better, but it, they told me that there was nothing I could do about it and I just had to take this medication forever. So um, I, it kind of wasn't good enough for me because that medication also meant I couldn't have kids. As it was, I actually lost my cycle because of all the, the stress of the blood pressure and the medication combined. Um, so it was a very big thing for me and I, I started investigating nutrition and, and fitness because I just wanted to feel a bit better. You know, I wanted to get back into movement and I wanted to see if I could not take as much medication or I could bring this down naturally. So I, that started my journey really and I, I kind of dove really deeply into the subject and I, I nutrition first. I, you know, learned naturopaths, nutritionists and, you know, some of the top health coaching people in the world. And then I, I got really curious about fitness and making my re-entry into fitness because as I was starting to, to feel a bit better, I couldn't find anywhere that wasn't intimidating. So everything was like crazy big weights or crazy long distance running at that point or crazy boot camps. I just couldn't find anything that, that suited a recovery or like, you know, <laughs> made me feel good. Um, you know, I was feeling like my body had let me down. I was feeling like I, um, I, that my, a lot of my life had been kind of snatched away from me. I wasn't sure as to whether I'd get better. And so that kind of led me to, to starting Bath Girl, which is my first business because I really got passionate as I recovered about creating a place where women could feel supported, have a lot of fun, um, you know, achieve their health goals without the pressure of all this crazy dieting and calorie counting and, um, you know, extreme fitness and, and it was a safe, approachable place. So BUFF actually stands for Beautiful, Unstoppable and Fearless and those are the, the three pillars, I guess, that, that I felt were really important in my recovery, which was creating some really beautiful friendships with a community of women that were like-minded and supported each other, you know, that were full of heart and not ego, uh, creating an unstoppable body again because I felt like my body had so many limitations and so as I came back to a healthy place, I wanted to create that body that could kind of take me anywhere. And then fearless minds because it was so easy and it is so easy in life in any situation to... You know, to have something come up and for your mind to, to go down a rabbit hole. And, and so I wanted to create this, this environment that worked on connecting women, you know, supporting healthy bodies, supporting healthy minds. And that's where that came from, long story short. So, long story long. That's amazing. Um, I've been studying nutrition and to be a health coach myself. Yeah. And everything that I'm learning is, you know, you need to have incredible strong relationships. You need to move your body and you need to have a healthy mind. And it seems yeah. like you've created that community for so many girls. And that's amazing. And it's, it's yeah, I've been lucky enough to find the right people to, 
community with you along the way. Most certainly, Cass is right there, number one. So I was just thinking, you need to come to Geelong. We need yeah. to bring you there. They, you know, we need, yeah, we definitely need buff you girls. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, look at that. Yeah. So, Cass, as we mentioned today, you're the head trainer of Buff Girls. Can you shed some light on your career journey so far and what led you here? Yeah. I've kind of been in sales all my life. So I was in sales for about 10 years. So I worked um, with companies like Red Bull and Mott Hennessy was my most recent, which was liquor. Uh, but I've always been interested, as I said earlier, like my mum kind of pushed me down that health and fitness way that path so I was always passionate about health and fitness but it was just kind of there you know um and then I started training as a client with the buff girls so this was probably six years ago now maybe seven years ago so yeah we just started so I was a client I was working full-time and I just loved it like it was it was the only training that ever, like, I, I woke up and wanted to go to, like, in terms of waking up at 5 o'clock in the morning in the dark and the cold <laughs> in the rain, um, outdoors on the beach, on Bondi Beach. Um, it was an amazing community of girls. The trainers were so inspiring. The whole nutrition philosophy was amazing. It was something, that, you know, not counting calories, but it was, I got the best results I've ever had. So I was like, wow, this is pretty cool. <laughs> and so I actually just decided to do my PT course for a bit of a hobby. Yeah. It was it was literally like, oh, I'll just learn how to you guys were kind of pushing me to do it. Yeah, so, to be honest. <laughs> we were like, you should do this. <laughs> Great. And then it, it was like my path was just it was there, like it was drawn out for me. So a full time role came up pretty quickly. I was I was working still full time in my job and I was working yeah. part time with the buff girls, so I'd be up at five o'clock, I'd be yeah. Out all day working on the road in sales, and then I'd be doing classes at night or PT sessions at night. And then it was kind of got to the point where I'm like, I don't think I can continue this without burning myself out. So, yeah, that was my journey, and I've never looked back apart from losing my car and my phone. But <laughs> <laughs> oh, that sounds awesome! That sounds like such a good journey, yeah. and it's nice to see. I think sometimes people fear a little bit those career changes oh. like I know I've just had a very recent one and it, yeah. it is a bit of a fearful like it's a, this big leap of faith almost you're putting jumping into the unknown so yeah. it's awesome that you just embrace that and look where you are now and you're just exactly. beaming with happiness so yeah. it's obviously the right yeah. decision and all, everything that I learned along my way I'm, I'm using now because I'm not yeah. only a trainer I also work in the business yep. so oh yes. and that's the biggest thing isn't yeah. it the skills you can always take skills to other jobs and it yeah. might not have the same job title or be in exactly the same industry but what you learn is you know, so transferable, you can apply it to any work. So, yeah, thank you girls for sharing that. Um, so, as you touched on before, uh, the philosophy of Buff Girls is beautiful friendships, unstoppable bodies and fearless minds. We absolutely love this. It's so beautiful. Can you talk us through how, as a business, you stay true to this? Yeah, I mean, I think it's um, it's something that... Uh, for starters it's something that is a part of each of our stories I think our trainers are I'm, I'm none of our trainers are trainers that have come to fitness because they just love fitness 
They're all trainers that come with their own personal story and that it really means something to them to help facilitate these friendships and support healthy bodies and, and talk about mindset. And we're continually learning too. So, you know, we're not the kind of training team that will just come in and give you the same six stations every day and it's just about giving you a workout. We love learning about health and fitness and we've always loved it. And every day we're in the office excited and, and dreaming and scheming and, and learning and um, so it's not just necessarily, I think, a, a business idea for us. It's actually a part of who we are and what we love and what's important to us. It's really well aligned to our values and our, and not just our company culture, but our personal culture and life cultures. So I think it's um, it's inherent. And look, there have been a couple of times where we have probably straight away been a little bit because, you know, for example, I, I remember one year we just had a we had a year of many distractions. I think it was the year that the start of the year I was out with TPL and Cats had some cool stuff going on and this year we all had our personal stuff going on and the business dipped a little bit to a point where we were like, oh, uh oh. And I remember when we came, we kind of went, we've got to do something about this. For that kind of little patch of time, we were really focused on revenue and finances and bringing in the dollar. It was a time where the joy really went out of it for us. And I think as well for a lot of our clients, like it just wasn't the same feel. Luckily, it didn't last too long. We quickly went, hey, we need to get back to, to what we believe in. And so I remember we had this meeting, we were like, we just, we got distracted, we let things slip. All of a sudden, it wasn't coming from a place of passion anymore, it was coming from a place of trying to drive success, business success. And um, we went, you know what, screw it, let's put the let's stop looking at the books for a while and just get back to actually creating this incredible community and incredible community spirit and do and you have some fun with the sessions and look at what we can do to create really exciting experiences for our girls. And it didn't take long, I think, to get back to a place where we were suddenly so joyful again and the business was doing so well again and, and it's such a lesson I think in business that you know, unless you are really just a person that is a great business person with a product you want to sell, when it comes to a service and it comes to creating the community and a movement, which we really believe Buff Girls is, then you need to be, your values need to be aligned to that. You need to be doing it for the right reason because people don't, they're not buying a product from us. They're actually buying an experience and a lifestyle. Um, they're buying into that and, and, you know, elevating their own lives through what we are helping them to experience. So that was a really good lesson to us, um, both for our own happiness, I think, and our business success at the same time. So yeah, I think now we're, after that experience, we're very well aware that this is a business based on our values and what we believe as people and as, as women ourselves is important to share. And it is, yeah, it's very easy for us now to go, no, this is, this is about cultivating those friendships, supporting healthy bodies, healthy minds. And that is, yeah, that's, I guess, how we stay there now. That's awesome. I love that so much. And I'm so glad you shared that because I'm sure there's a lot of business owners or people thinking about starting up a business. And, you know, I know I've been in big businesses before and it is really about building that community and that, yeah. you know, not as soon as you're pushing that dollar, it's like, that's all people see. And it it's becomes really unauthentic and just like, not nice. <laughs> no, no one really wants to be a part of that. So absolutely. Yeah. yeah like yep. some of our, what the first red flag for us were a couple of our you know, longest terms, put it started going, why is why has this changed and why is this different and why are you guys coming across like this? And that was our kind of cue to go out what are we what are we doing? Where what are we operating from a place of, of meaning and passion? Um, and like I said, it wasn't a long period in our business. It was a it was a short six month patch and but it was a great like like all like all lessons, it was a great little mini failure to have because it's it's really 
oh, we won't make that mistake again, you know, and yeah. we, we won't go there again because um, it wasn't fun. And yeah. this business is fun. Yeah. <laughs> well, kudos to you guys for actually listening to your, you know, customers and your clients and really taking that on board. I think that's yeah. a really um, incredible thing that you've done. So, and I know that you'll keep being very successful because <laughs> it's a beautiful business. We love it. Um, you both have a very relatable, honest and genuine approach and it has made you both such big inspirations to so many people. What would you say are your career highlights so far? Oh, yeah, Cass, what's yours? <laughs> well, my big one was when I won the Women's Health um, Next Fitness Star Competition back in 2015. <laughs> Since okay. I guess <laughs> so I, I just started out as a PT. I was yeah. and been working here a little short while and that whole experience was amazing so i got to work with channel seven so i was doing um i was yeah on tv i did a few segments on there for their fitness segments um i also worked with women's health so i was writing for them and i was a face of puma so for that contract so it was yeah it was really cool and it just opened up like so many opportunities Mm -hmm. so now I've you know got so many amazing new connections and contacts in the industry and I guess it just kind of yeah stamped my name in the industry and yep. made me stand out a little bit which is always nice oh, awesome. time yeah. so that would definitely be my my number one another big one was our tour with the Hit Network so our big party uh, boot camps that we do so we did a tour at the end of last year with the hit network which was just so much fun and like how many people can say they've gone on tour to be able to say that we're on tour around the country yeah. is pretty cool yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I've also done really fun stuff I've done like fun interviews with amazing inspiring people like Tim Robards and um, over in uh, LA with uh, Body by Simone and yeah just be able to use the Buff Girls brand to connect with people has been a huge highlight in yeah. my career so far. That's a real credit to you. Obviously, you said you hadn't been a PT for very long, but look how far you went yeah. really quickly. It obviously means that you wholeheartedly jumped into that career and, you know, wanted to take advantage of every opportunity. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's amazing. Yeah. And what about you, Libby? Yeah, oh, I think <laughs> second what what Cass says it's funny um you know there are so many individual PTs out there doing great things and 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 trying to make some some you know some noise but I think for us coming together um under the Buff Girls brand has been a major connector for us so many people love the message and that has opened so many amazing doors so similar to Cass I had a a similar um experience with women's fitness magazine so for a while we were like women's health Last year we published our first book under the Buff Girls brand, um, which I yeah, which which I wrote um, with the help of the girls called Totally Buff, uh, and we put our six week online program, which was again was a highlight when we launched that because um, we originally launched the online program as a rebuttal to some of the other programs out there, um, not mentioning names that were very strict calorie based programs yeah. with very strict weight check-ins and exercise protocols and um, for us you know we look a little bit deeper than the weight loss into that for women um, our hormones play a big part our emotions play a big part Uh, you know we're a lot more of a a, 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 I guess 
For a man, their hormonal cycle is 24 hours. For us, it's 28 to 32 days. And it makes a big difference to how you need to train, how you need to eat um, to support your health, uh, your holistic health. So we kind of launched that program as a bit of a, hey, like ladies, you actually don't have to eat 1,200 calories a day to be healthy. In actual fact, if you, if you nourish your body a bit more and focus on the quality of what you eat, you can start to understand that and focus on the, eating this food that is incredible information for your body to do great stuff with mm-hmm. rather than just going, well, I have to eat 1,200 calories, but that can come from anywhere. Um, you know, we wanted to educate. And so launching our online program was a big one for us. We put a lot of work into it and we were so proud of it when it launched. Um, and we did a relaunch again about a year ago uh, to make it a lot more experiential. And, and that's been a big thing for me because we have changed so many lives to that program. It just allowed us to reach outside of Bondi. And to be honest, outside of Bondi is where people really need it. You know, it's not necessarily here in our little health bubble. So that was incredible. And the book, um, which we published with Hachette last year, has uh, been a great extension to that. You know, it's... Um, you know, it's already, we launched it around Christmas, and we've already sold over 11,000 copies. Wow. Um, you know, that's not counting what we've sold in our online channels ourselves. So we're reaching people that we normally wouldn't get into their homes, and we're there, and we're making a big difference. And it's a book that really your daughter would be able to pick up and read, because we don't talk about, you know, the blast and fat and losing weight and counting calories. And it's about creating a movement culture and starting to put some really healthy habits into your life and understanding food. Um, so we're, well, I'm really proud of that because it is something that is not necessarily an easy way to make your brands um, make big noise. You know, we're not about we're not a weight loss pill. It is a different approach that takes a longer time, but people are really responding. So that's been a big thing for me. Obviously, the biggest loser transformed was an incredible experience too. You know, I was on that last year, and it was a, a very holistic version of that show. And um, it's a year and a half out of filming for that now, and every one of the sixteen contestants is incredibly healthy, lean. Most of them are fitter than me, which is embarrassing. Um, but they are got literally. <laughs> I've got them there, which is great. Um, so, you know, that was an incredible experience for me to work with people who I never, never normally would get to work with. And I, I got access to them for a good six months and, and we're still in touch. And now some of them are PTs and health coaches and, and passing it on. And I think that is a big, a big highlight for me too. Yeah, and... and yeah, I don't know. I, I have a couple other businesses, so though we can talk about them later, but um, opening those has been incredible. We're about to open a Buffy Girl studio now in another couple of months, which is a big step for us. So we're really excited about that. It's going to be a pink palace, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's really beautiful. I'm really with you there, I with the, the weight loss, and you know, it doesn't matter how much you weigh really I had my own experience a few years ago where I'd been doing a lot of intense training and I really do like um, a lot of HIIT training um, and yeah. boxing I yeah I love it but I was at a stage in my life where I was really run down uh, we were doing a lot of traveling around Australia with our events and I my body just couldn't handle the traveling and the intense training at the same time and I thought look let's give reformer Pilates ago it was before my wedding maybe uh, six months before and throughout that whole process I was probably doing that maybe three or four times a week and my weight loss didn't change at all and a couple of times I got on the scales and I was like oh Amy like you know you're feeling really good and you know your clothes are fitting really well but you haven't lost a kilo and it probably took me three or four months to realize that who cares actually what I weigh it's not an indicator of how I look and how I feel and so from then on actually like now my whole life I don't really even get on the scales it's just about how my body 
Yeah, it's about how my body looks and how I feel. And yeah, I've really learned that weight doesn't, it's not an indication of who you are or yeah, how you feel. Well, it comes down to, I think as well, like we talked about, we're not just about body results at Buff Girls, we're about healthy mindsets, fearless minds, creating fearless minds and feeling beautiful because you have great communities to connect to that love you no matter what. And um, I'm not saying it's, it's, I mean, it's, it's important to be in a healthy weight range, but it's certainly, you know, I got in so much trouble doing the biggest loser transformed because halfway through when the girls were just shocking like they'd go home and they'd be like crying because they're not losing weight and I was like throw your scales out throw them out now like I don't want to know what you weigh which I got a bit of trouble for but but I didn't want to know I was like you've been in the show three months now we're at home throw them out like it does not matter and they all got funnily enough even though the show kicked my butt for a little bit at the time when it got to a month later they'd all had much better results after they'd thrown the scales Mm -hmm. out than they did when they were weighing themselves because it became an addiction yeah and it's um yeah, so it's just something that I think, you know, it's it's really important to, yes, you need to think about portions and all that kind of stuff, but, and it's nice to understand calories, but it's certainly not step one. And Cass and I have both had experiences with being really run down. I mean, and I mean, you can talk to that more than me because you had a really recent experience with that. Mm. Yeah, mine was only last year, so it was kind of last winter time. And I, yeah. <laughs> I was in a really bad state and I was overdoing it in every aspect. Like, I was training too hard and I was drinking too much I was going through a divorce so that was where it was kind of stemming from yeah um I was working way too much uh, I was yeah not eating well not feeling my body properly when yeah so many things were just terrible I, I just run myself in the ground and I, I packed on so much weight like and I just I was so stressed you know and upset and just hated everything hated life really didn't I yeah well, <laughs> I was isn't just it so but it was because I I wasn't listening to my body. I wasn't slowing down. I was thinking I needed to go, go, go. And yeah, yeah I guess it's. And guess what? The, like the how you actually came out of that was not through looking at calories or increasing your training. It was through actually decreasing your training yeah. and focusing on getting happy again, like meditation, meditation, slowing down, yeah. less training, or mixing my yeah. training up, doing more low intensity. So. And do you think also probably just loving yourself a little bit more, like giving yourself that break? Yeah. You know, obviously, yeah. I can imagine going through a divorce would have been a really hard time, and just stopping and saying, hey, I you know, love myself. And I don't know, I always find that anxiety also really makes you hold on to weight. Whenever, yeah, I'm going through a time of anxiety, yeah, my weight always goes through the roof. And it's just stopping and saying, hey, I'm a good person. Yeah, yeah I'm know, okay. Self-love. Slow down. Yeah. Just take time out for, for you, isn't it? Like, yeah. It's really... And it's, it's, it's finding happiness again mm. and in all areas and that's that actually when you're happy you know you, you're not really you're not in a bad place body wise most of the time you know yeah. was just the one thing that I noticed on the biggest loser transformed was that when they came in I, I remember coming home the first night after we met them all and I I was crying and just was like what's wrong that's my husband and I said these people are just so unhappy mm. they're so unhappy like it just emanates out of them you know and I said, my job is not to help these guys lose weight. My job is to make them happy with themselves and find a bit of acceptance and then find the joy in life again. And and that was inevitably what I set out to do. And in the end, it was what turned them around. It's about hurting your soul. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I like to say, you've got to find in your day, like, at least one thing that makes you happy, makes you smile. So whether that's having a glass of wine at night, (laughs) cuddling up with you.
yeah. husband. Yeah. Yeah. Whatever it is, just something that really makes your heart sing, you know, yeah. every single day. And I think that's one thing that does lack in a lot of people's lives is we're so focused on work and training and, you know, everything's go, 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 and we don't take time out to just yeah. for us. Just yeah. to, and you know what's so funny there too? Like, I think one of um, one of the things that's really become, you know, we've talked about food, we've talked about fitness, a big part of this is, is actually sleep. Yes. And bigger part than people imagine. <laughs> yes, sleep is so good. Like, I actually, um, it's interesting, you know, once I went through the blood pressure stuff and I came out, I got healthy, got off my medication, feeling good for many, many years now, And but my fertility never came back, my cycle never came back, so I had over 12 years without a cycle, right? And um, I think, you know, obviously left with the blood pressure, but I don't think my lifestyle always facilitated it coming back, finding my way back to that place. And funnily enough, one of the number one things that um, that I had to do was extend my sleep. Now, I don't need a lot of sleep. I can get around six hours and I'm fine. I don't, I'm not grumpy, I'm not exhausted. It's true. <laughs> I'm one of those people. But, uh, but I, I just forced myself for, it took about six months to get eight hours sleep and that was the shift I needed for my cycle to come back. And for the first time in over a dozen years, it was more sleep, you know. And through that, though, so many other parts of my life improved just because yeah. I was better rested. Yeah. And that's, that's when, it's when your body is resting. Yeah. Yeah. So naturally. Absolutely. Yes. I seriously love sleep. I always joke to my fiance and say, if I could get paid to shower and sleep, I would be a millionaire. <laughs> like, they're like my two favorite things ever. But so many people underestimate sleep. And yeah. I'm like, I'm the opposite to you, like total opposite. If I get under eight hours, I am horrible to be around. So grumpy. <laughs> so grumpy. I'm snappy. I'm grumpy. Like the weight of the world is on my shoulders and I'm like, this is all just too much. I need to go to bed. Um, but I also know how amazing I feel when I do have my eight hours and I am really committed to like, you know, going to bed at 9.30 every yeah. night. And I've also, from doing that and from knowing that I need that eight hours, I've actually really started to appreciate mornings because I'm going to bed early and I'm waking up naturally. Yeah, and I'm getting up at 6, 6.30 and I'm going for a walk and I'm like, oh my goodness, by the time I get to work or get my laptop to, you know, start working, I think, I've already you know, had my smoothie, I've been for a walk, or I've done a workout in the lounge room, I'm like, I've already made my bed, I've ticked all these things off, and I'm like, and I had a great night's sleep. It was so good. And how much of a difference is it going to bed earlier rather than getting up later? Like, getting yes. up later just makes me feel like, eh. Well, you feel guilty, because yeah. you've, like, wasted so much of the day already. Going to bed earlier, I think mm-hmm. those hours before midnight are really, really critical. Yes. Yeah. So, There's actually science behind that it is. Yeah. It's too... The hours before midnight are worth two hours sleep prior because I think it's okay. true. So yeah. we're yeah. like ten hours. Um, yeah. But yeah, yeah, totally. since since this since this getting my whole cycle back thing, I've had so many women reach out to me and say, "Help me, help me." And funnily enough, I've just been doing free consults because I'm just like, "Hey, what's going on?" I'm so, I'm so passionate about it. And yeah. nine times out of ten. They're sleeping five hours and going straight to high intensity exercise yeah. program every single morning, and that's the shift they need to make. Yeah, yeah. Like, go to bed earlier. It's so simple, isn't it? It's like, <laughs> like, it's like, it's like, it's like, it's like it's 
<laughs> we actually have all the answers to all these yes. things and it's just like making the smallest change which can actually impact your whole yeah. life really yes. so I guess on that and going back to what you were talking about Cass and the I guess the feeling that you were going through and the emotions in such a horrible time what would be your top three tips for someone who's maybe feeling like this or feels like they've got a bit of the weight of the world on their shoulders meditation that has seriously made such a difference to my life. Like I, I'd always dabbled in it. Like I'd been one of those people that tried the apps and I tried to settle down my mind, close my eyes, but <laughs> I could never do it. I, you, how many people do say like, I can't do it. I just can't concentrate. I can't work. I'm thinking too much or whatever it is. Um, but a really good friend of mine, uh, who's a guy and he's a really cool guy. He, um, he works in the liquor industry, became a meditation teacher. Oh wow. Yeah. So. He started, he was getting my ear about a few, you know, the benefits and I went to one of his intro talks and I was like, you know what, this is probably the perfect time. This is what I need, you know. So I did it. That was only the start of this year. That was January. So I did the course. So I started, I do Vedic meditation. So that's the 20 minutes a day, twice, twice a day. Yes. And I, I just love it. It's just changed me so much. Like I'm, I'm, I sleep better now. So I was having horrible sleep. I, my concentration, my focus during the day. I'm a happier person. I um, there's just so much. Like I, I can't, 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 can't recommend it enough. Yeah, yeah it's it's amazing. So meditation is definitely one movement every day, yeah. but movement in terms of not smashing yourself at the gym, not having to go and do a high intensity session every day. And I think we get in our minds that that's what we need to do. But for females, as we've spoken about, it's, it's not what we need. We actually need sometimes. to sometimes, <laughs> yeah, but it's about mixing it up. So yeah, you do yeah. a, a good mix between hit training, between Pilates, yoga, walking, like whatever happens to people going for walks. Yeah. Yeah. Walking walk. is good I for you. Yeah. <laughs> and so it is nice. moving your body. So they're yeah. definitely um, my top two. Yeah. Uh, and then, sleep goes with that as well so getting enough sleep so they that has really helped me so would you say that your non-negotiable is meditation every day every day yeah yeah if I miss it that's when I really notice it so I didn't really think I was an anxious person before I started meditating but now I realize when I miss meditation in my day I, I do start to get anxious I get more stressed um I, I just feel like I'm, my mind is clearer I'm even I'm more creative I'm just feel like a better person. Yeah, <laughs> I'm calmer. Definitely. Yeah. I can imagine that actually. I must say, like, about a, a couple of weeks after Cass first started doing her meditation course, I remember like looking at her and I was like, "You are a different human." Like, <laughs> not that she was amazing before, but it was like this level of thinking that was just next level and ideas generation like we're talking about with float tanks like the creative ideas that were coming out were incredible and she was pumping through a lot more and just also seemed a lot more centered and yeah it's interesting actually because i have always struggled with meditation like i said before you know i need to go to the float tank and be locked in where nobody can get to me and i can't get out and then i will do it um but it's interesting because i'm obviously six and a half months pregnant at the moment and which is exciting, guys, because I thought I was never going to be able to. Yeah, yeah, congratulations. So but um, throughout this whole phase, I've actually really realised over the past 10 years of my life and, and the girls around me too, how powerful the mind is and how powerful rest is and relaxation is to give you a better life. So it's funny, I said to um, 
I said to, you know, mum, who's a midwife, I said, you know, I, I want to bring my baby into a, into a calm world. Like, and I'm not necessarily the calmest person, so how am I going to do this? You know, I really want to, I, I don't want to do drugs, I don't want to be put under, I don't want to, you know, I, I just want to have, um, I want to try and do this naturally if I can, we'll see, but I, I really feel like I need to put myself in a calm place. So we researched things and we, we found hypnobirthing. So, which is like, it's not like you get hypnotized, but it actually is a form of meditation. Rainbow so, meditation. meditation. So my mum, who's a midwife, she was like, you know what, I'm going to go and get accredited. Bless her soul. Told you, my mum's like an action person. So she went and did her hypnobirthing course and now she's been instructing that she's actually coming this weekend to do like parts two and three but she part one of that was uh weeks ago weeks ago and she sort of said you know a part of it is you have to do these meditations every day so you do like an affirmation meditation in the morning and you do what those called like a rainbow relaxation uh later in the day or you can do the other way around whatever works but that's how we've been doing it so it's funny because i've never been able to force myself to kind of actually get into meditation but now that i've got this purpose I've been doing it every single day and it has made such a difference to me too. So it's it, and I don't think it's the necessarily the, the rainbow relaxation particularly. It's just the fact of sitting there and breathing in a particular way and, and having, you know, allowing your thoughts to, to flow past you instead of being caught up in them and relaxing actually. And it's made such a big difference to, to me even and given me a lot more confidence going towards birth too. So it's, yeah, that's pretty cool. Um, yeah, that's awesome. I definitely find, I, I absolutely love meditating and you can tell, everyone that is around me can tell that if I haven't meditated in a couple of days, I'm like, yes. at the end of the day, like I'm wired. I feel like, um, you know, the world is too much for me a little bit. You know, I, I have a business and I have kids and there's a lot going on in my life and I, meditation has as well changed my life I feel like I can handle anything when I just take that time out for myself to actually give yeah to meditate give myself that time and that space yeah well it's funny isn't it because I think what what I from my short experience with with this and from my long experience with float tanks is that um what it allows you to do is you know we're we're all busy women and we are natural multitaskers really like we're doing a thousand things at once and thinking of a thousand things at once and it just allows you that place to stop and you know I'm a big believer that actually movement does the same thing Mm -hmm. so you know uh, maybe not exactly the same way but it does do the same thing where it gives you a circuit breaker so that's why we talk about it Bath. not necessarily the exercise you need to do or the fitness regime you need but we talk about creating a movement culture for your life a culture where you move your body every day and again movement is such a great word because it's not exercise so it doesn't have to be in a gym it could be going for a walk um you know I, I always say walking is often the missing piece to people's routines because a, a walk just gives you so much you know for a woman it's a perfect thing it relaxes you um, you know it gets you into nature it stops your mind from overthinking you're able to really relax and you're getting exercise so it's incredible like I love walking I walk every single day and I now use it as my morning t- meditation because I find I meditate every night before I go to sleep which just helps me to switch off and have that really deep sleep but in the mornings I find me sitting there and meditating just wasn't I just wasn't getting enough out of it I didn't think that it was the right use of my time in a way and so I started listening to a few apps that would do the walking meditation anyway I was like oh my goodness this is amazing and so a lot of the time I've got a botanical gardens just near me and so most mornings I'll walk down there and I won't have headphones in or anything, but I'll use the walk as my form of meditation. So yes. I'll really feel my feet on the ground. I'll feel like 
what it, the feeling through my whole entire body, the wind on my face, and it totally gets me in a meditative state, and I go home really refreshed, but it's just a different form of it for me, and it's, yeah. it's kind of tying in two things, I guess, that I really love, um, and I just notice if I don't do that, and I don't make the time for it, or it's raining or something, I just notice the biggest difference in my day, and I'm like, it's literally 20 minutes, like I'm gone for 20 minutes, I don't break yeah. a sweat or anything, but it completely just sets up a whole day for me, and I just feel so alive and yeah. ready to just tackle anything it's yeah and it connects you with the world doesn't it and Definitely. i think that's really important because it's so easy to do the opposite roll out of bed and go straight into the phone world mm -hmm. you know checking instagram comparing yourself to other people you know looking at the emails and the things you've got to do and i think that like that's what a walk is so great for it gets it or a workout or whatever it is yoga because it does put you in this state of like you're moving and a physical state is so different to this like highly engaged mental state it's just such a nice thing and particularly if you can be really present as you say i think that's just that's magic yeah the other thing that really does that for me and i know this is really nerdy is like reading fantasy books i read like <laughs> oh, yeah i know right. it's like <laughs> it's so nerdy. Nerdy. it is my first thing yeah. it is my number one thing i do like seriously i couldn't if you asked me today tell you a day I couldn't I could not find a day in my recent history with my long-term history that I haven't read before bed um or it's like you know throughout my day and I do I read these novels that are like completely could not possibly be from earth like yeah. it's like it's just weird magic and wonderful but that's where you read There's such a connection between all of those things that when you're talking about moving your body as a form of meditation and you really love reading, yeah. I really feel like all, both of those things, you're actually in that present moment. You're not multitasking. When you're exercising, you're literally yeah. present in that moment. And when you're reading, you're just reading the story. And that's, you know, your mind, giving your mind the time to focus on the one thing rather than, yeah. I don't know, in my everyday life, my mind's going to five different things at once. And when I bring it down to either meditating, moving, moving my body and, yeah, reading fantasy, I often read business books and I think I need to get back into fantasy because when I'm reading about business and about, you know, personal development, I'm like, oh, what can I do here? What can I do there? Yeah, but the fantasy's a really great one. It's my rule. I never read business before bed, ever. I, in fact, I mostly use podcasts for my business learnings now and audiobooks. Um, I listen to them on audio, you know, using Audible all the time because... Um, that pre-bed state is really important. Look, I'll admit, I'm a really vivid dreamer, so it sometimes means that I wake up thinking that I've been in a dragon's den all night, but... My fiancé is the same. He has these crazy dreams. He'll wake up and he'll be like, oh, my goodness, like, last night I was in this crazy place and this person was chasing me and then they killed me and I'm sitting there going, oh, my goodness. I'm like, yeah. did not dream about stuff like that. Sometimes it's Awesome. Well, before we let you both go, we'd love to ask you a couple of our favourite questions. We always find out find that we get so much gold out of these four questions. So you might have already touched on this one, but what would be your number one health tip? Well, that's hard to choose. Yeah, that's hard. <laughs> Just one. Oh, okay, okay. 
My number one health tip would be um, to stop worrying about the exact things that you are doing, as in, you know, it's not like the number of calories you're eating, the number of classes you're getting to, etc. but actually to create, focus on creating a healthy life culture for yourself. So what I mean by that is, you know, we all know as business people how important a good team culture is. If you've got a shit team culture, it doesn't matter how great your product is, it's not going to last. Um, it, it's all about culture and, and that ebbs off you and I think it's the same with your with your life and your fitness you know aligning um, aligning your own personal values to the movement you're doing the food you're eating the relationships you're building is really important so if it's really important you know for me to be a really great mum who gives my kids a, a, is a healthy role model for my kids then I'm not going to be sitting on the couch watching TV and eating chips every day because I want to be out playing with that child whether it's a boy or a girl I don't know yet you know I want, I want to be eating good things so they learn to eat good things if your goal is to have a successful business you know align that with your health because if you it takes a lot of energy to build an incredible business and there's no way you're going to get to the top eating kfc and you know not moving your body just sitting in your desk all day and if you do get become successful that way guess what when you get there you're going to be so strung out and unhealthy that you are just going to want to go on holidays and when you go on holidays you're just going to want to sit on the couch <laughs> and that's not fun so aligning your own personal values you know your dreams for your life your family your business your goals with your health creating that life culture for yourself that's centered around those values I think is really really important um, and it's one of the best ways I know to keep motivated you know to think of what does this mean to me this movement this meal um, this action yeah I mean mine's similar like it's the same um, it's about finding things that you love and you you know not focusing on this <laughs> so many people talking about different things everywhere right different messages and Workouts. Workouts, exactly. It's about finding ways to move that you love, um, foods that uh, make you feel good, people around you that make you feel good. Um, yes, yeah, so it's kind of a, a similar, like aligning values and yeah. fitness goals. I love that. And the people are important too. Yeah. Like it's really important. important. Yeah. No comparison or judgment. Yeah. <laughs> dream with and the will dream with you and elevate that yeah I think that's one of the things I love so much about our team and you know people like Cass and Sian and, and Nick who we work with is that we just we're all dreamers and we all supportive of each other whether they're going through good times or bad it's kind of like a marriage you know and I love that it's, it's people who elevate you too yeah that is so, awesome so. So Cass, what is something that we can all do to bring more balance into our life so that the hustle can be healthy? Bring more balance in our lives. Um, finding time for you. So as I was talking about earlier, it's about feeding your soul. I think that's, you know, finding a nice balance. I mean, you hear about balance all the time, right? And we all do have to work hard. Yeah, we all want to get <laughs> We're striving for our goals, so that's there, you know. Um, but we also want to have that time out to really rest, recover, rejuvenate, so to be ready to get into the next day. So I'm really big on feeding the soul and finding things that make you happy every day. Oh, I love that so much. <laughs> I feel like when I look at your Instagram as well, I'm like, you are totally feeding your soul because it's so infectious. It's like this big, warm hug of just like smiles every time. I'm like, oh, I feel so happy when I see you. She has got the best smile. Oh, yeah. Um, and now this is one of our absolute favourites and we'd love you to both answer this one. What advice would you give to your younger selves? Stop giving 
an F. <laughs> <laughs> stop worrying. Stop worrying about the, you know, what's to come. Stop comparing. Stop judging yourself and just freaking enjoy life, right? Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. yeah. It's amazing. I love Fun. that. I love that. <laughs> yeah. That's the best. You know what's really hard? Because I think I could give this advice to my younger self and they wouldn't really listen. Yes. <laughs> but I think what I would say is... Um, I'm a really excitable person and what's really helped me as I've gotten older is understanding that and, and giving my body time to slow down and not giving it the foods and drinks that amp it up. Um, or, and so not all the time anyway. So I do think that um, I would probably say uh, be aware of, yes, have the hustle, yes, have the excitement, but also create the flow and the chill and, and just look at what you're having you know the old me that would have had five copies a day and then raced off to work and been hyper all day and really intensely going about things and then gone to a workout night and then you know gone out on the weekend I just think um it probably created a lot more issues in my life than it solved in the end so yes I would say don't forget the healthy and the hustle yes (laughs) I can totally agree with or align with that because I am a very excitable person as well and I'm like all the time and so coffee and I as much as I love it not friends not friends we should not be in the same room ever um so I've actually gone off it and it's so funny I'm like I feel just as good because I'm just like all the time so I know but it is it's really finding out you know what works for you and trying to stay on that level that supports you almost rather than yeah. just yeah yeah I am um, being pregnant I've had to obviously go completely off caffeine and I felt more energized than I ever do after a coffee yeah. <laughs> just and in one of the times when you're most tired you know so yeah, yeah it's it doesn't balance me out very much you know? <laughs> and for all the foodies listening and you both have to answer this one sorry what does a day on your plate look like That's all right. That's okay. So I do love an omelette in the morning. It's super easy. That is not boring. (laughs) It's pretty boring. (laughs) Um, So I'll just smash as many veggies in there, throw as many veggies, sorry, some feta or some goat's cheese, a couple of eggs, mix it all up. Yum. Mm. Serve with some avocado, some chili and salt and pepper. Yum. Um, Lunch usually consists of some kind of salad. Um... Or I do have an addiction for the new collagen bars that we're just <laughs> We're about to eat one. We're so excited. Yeah, but if I'm on, if I'm kind of stuck in the office or on the run, I'll grab one of those and a piece of fruit. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then at night, we've been experimenting a lot lately. So I'll go with the latest dish that we made, which was a beef curry. And we even made our own naan bread. Oh, <laughs> yeah, that's really good. Yeah, I know. But that's not an everyday occurrence. But, yeah. yeah. It's some kind of protein, some veggies and Standard, yeah. Yeah. And awesome. I was like, no, some bread, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I've had not bread in years. I need oh. to go and get some. I'll make some. <laughs> 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 okay. Um, okay, so me. I I usually start my day and we get up super early, but I don't get a chance to eat otherwise until very late morning. So um, first thing when I'm up in the morning, I always have, we've got our own Buffalo's protein powder, which I'm going to give to you girls to try too. Aww. But it's a it's a vegan protein powder we created ourselves because um, we wanted one that actually had good ingredients, not many of them, and some probiotics. So I usually have a scoop of that with a bit of coconut or almond milk and some frozen banana and lots of dark berries, like other acai berries or 
um, blueberries or blackberries um, to get that kind of colour into my life. Uh, a handful of greens and that's about it and then I put that up so that's my morning. Um, then I will go and teach for many hours usually and <laughs> uh, have a couple of meetings and then I'll go and have a really like a late proper brunch so sort of like 10 30 11 o'clock I'll sit down to eggs and I always try and get at least two to three kinds of veggies so whether it's you know spinach and mushrooms or tomato or whatever it might be some broccoli so try and have that um, with usually a piece of sourdough a bit of butter just a little bit of butter. <laughs> we love butter. <laughs> I'm, I'm obsessed with butter. I'm really obsessed with it. I'm like the only okay. tea that eats like 10 times more butter than they should. Anyway, um, that and then I usually say we've, we've got our own um, line of products on a cheek bar. So collagen bars or, or grass-fed meat bars, which are uh, fabulous with fruit. And then dinner. Oh, look, I'm not a good cook. <laughs> You call it, what do you call it, your meals? I actually call them, like, you know, a Spanish paella? Like, (laughs) pretty much what I do every night is I get a big pan and just chuck random healthy stuff in there. Like, always, like, three. Yeah, I usually call it a mush. Mush. I was trying to be fancy with the pan. chicken and greens mush it's like well it's got a bit of pasta in the mush <laughs> like I, I really just put things in, a, in a pan but she also does have an obsession with baby food but should we go there yeah. 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 I, do. I do like eating baby food which I'm quite concerned about that I might eat in my baby's stocks so I'm going to have to breastfeed for a while so I don't eat his own food <laughs> When you do the pregnancy, uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so we've come to the conclusion that Libby is really weird. <laughs> she reads fantasy, eats baby food, makes for dinner. No one listens to this podcast. <laughs> Yeah. But I think the best thing about that actually shows just how easy eating healthy food can be. Like it is just about throwing real food or real ingredients into a fry pan if that's if you can't be bothered, like last resort or you're not a good cook, like put it in a fry pan and eat it. Fry it up. Totally. Or like put salad in a big bowl and yeah. mix it up. That's literally my two go-tos. Mm-hmm. Um, when we created the Buff Girls book, you'll notice everything is so simple. Mm. It's like yeah. Here's three ingredients. ingredients, go. That is the best way, though, to cook, I think. Like, all the recipe books that I do have at home, that literally if I open them and I'm like, this has got, like, 12 ingredients, I'm like, too hard basket. Like, you know, I want ingredients that are in my pantry, they're in my fridge, you can just knock (laughs) it up, like, do it. It's just, it doesn't need to be complicated. It's just about, you know, eating those real foods that's nourishing your body. So, And also, like, I really... um, like sitting down to write a shopping list for me, that would be like pulling teeth. Oh, I'm like, yeah. I could be reading a book, could we go for a walk? So like I just go to the shopping centre and randomly pick out loads of vegetables and loads of basic protein. So I have no choice but a mush. Well, that's awesome. Thank you both so much for your time today. We've absolutely loved getting to know you. And we can't wait to try your product. Thank you so much. Um, we are going to follow your journey and ho- I actually will probably try your online program, to be honest. And hopefully we can get you down into, you know, our town soon because we really feel like what you've created is really infectious and we need that in our life. So, yeah, thank you so much. We'd love to get there. Yes. (laughs) 
We'd love to hear your feedback and the guests that you would like to hear from. So please feel free to send us a direct message via our Instagram page at The Healthy Hustlers. Thank you so much for listening. If you enjoyed today's episode, make sure you leave us a five-star review and subscribe so you can keep up to date with our new episodes each week. For a dose of weekly happy, healthy news, you can subscribe to our newsletter via our website at thehealthyhustlers.com. Until next week, make sure that you're investing in yourself to keep the hustle healthy. Healthy.